When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back. It's the Lori and Julia show. My talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. All right. We just got an email. I'm, I'm not going to say her name just in case. Okay. Here's what she said. To make it final, gals, Justin Timberlake did indeed stay at the Intercontinental. He was very visible all week. Okay. I work there and oh, can oh. now say he did. I love Good it. Good to so know. All there right. is Egan Waisetta. St. Paul. Egan, why is that a uptown? <laughs> he was a mystery, an absolute I mystery. <laughs> I love it. And people really said that he was just a great guy. Um, he also um, is having uh, some fun. Today, uh, Ellen DeGeneres had on the little kid that... Um, took the selfies at the yep, Super Bowl? Yep, yeah. And he uh-huh. called in during the show and said, listen, we didn't get enough time to meet. I want to give you four tickets to the Patriots game. I want to give you on-field access. I want you to have backstage tickets to my concert Oh, that's up. nice yeah. of that kid. Yeah. He's like, come on, so make the a kid's like, He's like, oh, my gosh. He gifted him with everything. And he, he um, said at the time when Justin Timberlake was climbing up the stairs at U.S. Bank Stadium, um, he said his dad had just told him that he was going to be coming up. And so he kind of pushed his kid out there. Oh, and he said the little boy, um, his name, what's his damn name? Ryan McKenna. Ryan McKenna. He said that, um, I had a video on when I was going out to Justin and then I had the iPhone six, you know how slow that thing is. <laughs> so I just shut it off and that's why all the memes formed. Oh, I couldn't get my, off get my up. phone yeah. and I couldn't get to a picture. And he said that was what was going on. So that was kind of, that's kind of cute and funny. Donnie, tell cute. everybody about our Valentine's day promotion. I would be happy to do that. Uh, we are looking for you to tell us about some Valentine's day plans that fell through. So it's the, my talk saves your, for Valentine's Day. <laughs> we are going to get you uh, impossible to get reservations at uh, Meritage, the Grand Cafe, Birch Steak, and the Lexington. What are we asking from you? 200 words or less. 200 words or less about what went horribly wrong for Valentine's Day plans. And you just go to the MyTalk website, use the keyword Valentine, and then our, uh, our, I love how they say this, our super secret panel of judges. <laughs> and it's nobody who's on the air. These no, are so don't get mad at people. us. Don't get mad at us. One winner will be announced during each show. And all of those people, yet you will have dinner that night. On Valentine's night, I have confirmed that. So uh, wherever it is, if you win dinner to uh, Meritage, that's where you're having dinner on Valentine's. And we're going to kick in a bunch of money, too, of course. That's so awesome. It's just such a great deal. And I think your odds are really good. 
Right. And plus, if you're one of those people that have had one of those epic fails at Valentine's, yeah. you probably didn't make reservations this year either. So no, you probably, probably need not. this, right? Right. Yeah. And I it's don't a know trend. If, if it's too late, too, already or what? Someplace, unless you're going to White Castle, you know, you probably, we'll a lot of the good it. places are all, yeah. you know, a lot you of places. You think they're all? Oh, I, I think so, them, too. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. Okay, so... If you've been around Dinky Town lately, um, or University Avenue by Twin City Bank Stadium, um, you've seen all the changes. A lot of the historic places like Sally's and all the things, they were, they're kind of, they look different because they're at the bottom of apartment buildings now. I mean, yes. there's been a massive change mm-hmm. in um, the side by TC Bank Stadium mm-hmm. of Dinky Town. Okay. Massive. Yep. And now I was so saddened to hear the Arby's. It's got this giant cowboy hat. The one next to TCF Bank. Yes. Yeah. The Arby's is closing. It closed a couple of weeks ago. So there is a vigil, a candlelight vigil tonight. <laughs> um, Arby's? Yes. <laughs> at five at eight o'clock tonight in Minneapolis Uptown neighborhood. It's a tongue-in-cheek candlelight vigil for the much love loved cowboy hat sign. Because this is like the only original thing that's left over there. Everybody you know, go get your balloons and put them I out mean, there. Seriously. And, and so Arby's. <laughs> It was there for 50 years. I remember going there as a kid before McDonald's, I feel like. Maybe it was the same time, but Arby's roast beef stuff, the horsey sauce, you know, the creamy horseradish Mm -hmm. sauce. Oh, gosh, it was so good. But there's an events page on Facebook for the vigil tonight. (laughs) The organizer, Noah Heavy, uh, said several hundred people plan to attend. (laughs) And um, no, no idea if they're handing out roast beef sandwiches. They're not. They're, They're not, not. going to give you anything good. Oh, but, but you can that, go down there and I wonder who's closed, going to so. get that hat. I mean, who's going to buy that big I, neon I sign? I, don't know. I mean, that's a classic sign. Yeah. Why don't they just put it over next to the one in Uptown? Mm. Just put them both there. I don't they know what they're, they're going to Two hats. Dual hats. Someone will cross. Harvey's Probably. Probably. I'm getting some funny texts from somebody that I'm trying not to look at. Okay, so um, other things that are happening. This is so sweet. And, Donnie, you have the audio of George Clooney when he was talking to David Letterman. Because the Netflix show aired tonight, um, is airing tonight the first. You know, it's his new one where he sits down. My next guest needs no introduction. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, Donnie's talking to someone who's probably saying everything, all the information you just gave out, Julia, about the Arby's roast beef Cowboy hat was wrong. So we'll, <laughs> so stay tuned if you are just dying to go to the vigil. Look at look at it still light out and it's after five. Oh, is it? I'm what? surprised. I mean, because it does get dark. Really. I'm always on your side, Miss Shannon. So, so you can't normally see. What's I can't over there? see that it's still light out. Ah, so it so I'm is, gonna look. It's still light out. It was outside. a nice day. I, I gotta, was excited when I came out and I saw puddles. Yeah. I know that sounds silly, but I was like, whenever I see puddles and not ice, I get a little happy on I the inside. I do get happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Danny, was I wrong? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, is there a vigil is, or not? This is not, I'm told, it is not the Arby's in Dinky Town. That has been closed for some time. This is the Arby's <laughs> in Northeast. Oh, my God. Where they're I'm doing so the vigil. Far off. Yeah. Okay. So. Where well, is the go. Arby's in Northeast? Uh, I'm going to look it up. Okay. okay. Please well, help me here. All right, but Donnie, in the meantime, yeah, all right, we can't even do off. it. We're, I'm way off. Yeah. Listen. All right. I, I, all right. Let me hey, give you, you know a couple. what? It was a beautiful day in the Twin Cities, yeah. though. I mean, it doesn't it, matter if we got the wrong Arby's. I don't really care. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm <laughs> only, you know, without Lori, 
And thank God there is you one. Guys. I do see the one as well as you said on Seventh Street. So I'm looking to yeah. save that one. All right, let me just tell you something else. Here uh, is some sad news. I thought, and I love Colin Colvert's headline. Truth be told, it's dull. Yeah. Uh, the fifteen seventeen to Paris got two out of four stars. It's dull. Okay. Um, Peter Rabbit got two and a half out of four stars, and then the one really that didn't get do well. But I don't think. It matters is Fifty Shades Free. It got one and a half stars. But out the of four people stars. that are going to go see it are going to go see. It. I think so. You know, I mean, the books were terrible, and they still sold them tons of them. Oh my gosh! It's it didn't not a matter, matter of being that they good. were terrible. It was the first time you know a certain sector of the world could read about BDSM <laughs> in a terrible and, book. Well, because there are good BDSM well, books know, out there. No That's one, just not one of them. No <laughs> one cared or knew about it. It was too that much in true. the porn world to talk about. Donnie, how often my uh, you're off. The caller I first spoke to is also <laughs> off. Wait, I see an article in City Pages. It's so I'm looking the Arby's up. in Uptown. Yeah, I know. Yes. That is having the candlelight vigil. One Arby uh, signed uh, farewell. Yeah, yes. 1116 West Lake Street. Yes, that's the one. Not Thank the one you, everybody who knows something. closed for generations or the one in Northeast. <laughs> Arby's Uptown candlelight vigil tonight. That did, that is, you know, if you want to go, get there. if you want to be sad, terrible. if you want to be sad for an Arby's, I can see that. Being one that you'd be sad for. This is just terrible. Okay, Donnie, can you find... <laughs> yes, what? The George Clooney. George Clooney, yes. It's Audio. I can get the George Clooney for you. Tell us really? what... Set it up real quickly. All right, so this is... Um, he was on with David Letterman. My guest needs no introduction. And you can uh, watch this on Netflix today. And uh, he was talking with George Clooney. And George, you know, fell in love late in life and got married and had kids. Things he said he'd never do. Right. Oh, here we go. The purpose of your life is now not you. It's the... It's very odd. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, before uh, I had the twins, I felt that about her. I felt that I met someone who I would absolutely you know, trade uh, my life for. You know, I would, uh, I've met someone that her life meant more to me than my mm -hmm. life, and I never had that experience before. Doesn't that just... Happy Valentine's Day, really? losers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and sorry that. for everybody he dated before he met her. <laughs> I mean, and the woman he married. Isn't that something? Very sweet. i got to watch that interview. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Um, they were outside of an In-N-Out Burger in L.A. when they were doing the interview. And I mean, I know the one. And it's just, oh gosh. Are you sure you know the right In-N-Out no. Burger? Yeah, it's not right. like that. Was it L.A.? Are you sure? <laughs> Wasn't sorry, San Antonio and they were by an, by an Arby's? <laughs> it might have been at the Arby's, you know, <laughs> in Canada. Right, maybe. In Pyeongchang. But it was yeah. still just sweet. So but just I think that's, sweet. In, I, I, you know, you experience that when you have kids that you are like, right. I can't even believe. I agree. How much you love these things, you know. And I was one of those people. I said I wasn't going to have kids. Sure. You know, and then we had our little, our oops, our happy oops. Uh -huh. And he is my world. You know, Isn't it amazing? Yeah. And yeah. it kind of, mm -hmm. I always felt it saved me from me. Probably. I, mean, I agree. Uh, I can see that. You, you can't be self-centered anymore. No. Until they're gone. And now you can go back to it. Like, I'm done. <laughs> it's all about me now. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. Me and bad, dumb yeah. facts. Yeah. You know, and things going on. Listen, yeah. we come back. We've got the dirt alert. And Elizabeth Reese gives us everything right. Yeah. So stay with us. You're listening to Lori and Julia on My Talk 107.1. Elizabeth, darling, 
Hello, girls. Give us some straight facts. I'm messing up all my facts oh, here today. Oh, you know, it's Friday. I know. A little it's of this and a little of that. Hi, Miss Shannon. He is just stepped out for one second. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'm sure she she'll be hi. back. Oh, she says hi. Yeah. Wave at her through the window to me. Yes. Okay, so Julia, I want to start this dirt alert with um, an interesting story that isn't getting a ton of attention yet, and I'm not sure why yet. So we've been talking so much about Quincy Jones and this interview that he did with Vulture, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, but there's a Another one. There's an interview that Quincy Jones just did with GQ. It's in the new GQ magazine. And I read the entire piece this morning and was just riveted by it. Dare I say, it is juicier and more interesting than the Vulture interview. I can't wait. I know. Are you finding this hard to believe? No, but yes, because I didn't see it. Right. So Quincy Jones is, of course, doing all this press ahead of his 85th birthday. There's going to be a Netflix special on him. Oprah is hosting it. So he's doing several interviews. Now, this GQ interview, he talks about like tons of stories, but a big one that I think really impacts us here in Minnesota is his story about Michael Jackson versus Prince. Okay. Okay. All right. Give us the details. So he goes on um, and wait until I tell you how many girlfriends he has right now. I'll tell you about that in a second. Oh, I love it. I know. He's 85. Oh my gosh. There Mm -hmm. are so many of them. Um, He also talks about his mother and how the absence of his mother led to so many different things in his life. So he says that Michael Jackson and Prince really had quite the rivalry and did not like each other. And, um, and there was a rare moment where Prince made a disaster out of himself and Michael Jackson like really crushed it. Okay. You guys, I'm trying to get to this exact part. Okay. So here it is because he like this article is insane. He talks about so much stuff and he just just is just can't stop. Okay. So Michael Jackson and Prince both attended a James Brown show at the Beverly theater in on August 20th, 1983. This is a big evening. He says Prince made a damn fool out of himself. So Jackson had on film what happened that night. Prince told Michael he would kill him if he showed it to anybody. But one way or another, the footage eventually surfaced. Tell me if you know this story. I've never heard I of don't, this. No, I don't. First, tell James us. Brown invites Michael Jackson to the stage. Okay. Michael Jackson sings a few phrases. I'm quoting Quincy Jones. Spins. And this is before Purple Rain. Yes. Spins, okay. moonwalks, then embraces Brown and can be seen whispering to him. Brown then calls for Prince. After a delay, Prince gets on stage, takes a guitar, jams a little, then strips off his shirt. He does some mic stand tomfoolery, dances a little more, then nearly tumbles into the audience trying to pull down an oversized street lamp prop. It was a superstar face-off that has often been seen as a triumph for Michael Jackson and a rare humiliation for Prince. So the interviewer asks, did Prince speak to Michael after the show? Uh, And Quincy Jones says, oh, yeah, he spoke to him. He waited in the limousine to try and run over him and Latoya and his mother. Quincy Jones is alleging that Prince was so upset about this encounter that he waited in the limo and wanted the limo to run. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Over Michael Jackson and LaToya. <laughs> I, that, okay. I, heard, I, know, I just heard this. With, I heard, okay. no, where did I, yeah. so did you talk about this earlier today? No, I haven't done any dirt okay. today. You're my first one. I've been doing other things. So, okay, so then he's asked, how do you know Prince was trying to run him over? And um, and Quincy says he knew Michael knows stuff. He was there. <laughs> he said that was his intention. Michael told you that. Quincy Jones says yes. Then the interview a- asks, what did he think of what Prince had done on stage that night? And then Quincy Jones goes on and says it was just very obvious what the hell happened. Made a damn fool out of himself. He's referring to Prince. Michael went up there in 40 seconds saying, I love you. I love you. Then they went up tempo and he did a little dance and did the moonwalk and whispered in James Brown's ears. Call Prince up. I dare him to follow me. Oh, okay. Now let's just go back. Purple Rain hadn't come out. Michael Jackson had been in the public eye and performing since he was five in 1983, he must have been like 21. Yeah. Um, you okay. know, and, and it goes and on. It's Prince's first, because Prince, who did Prince tour with the very first time out? Um, I can't oh, remember gosh, right I don't now. Remember. Okay, go on. Okay, Tell so us. then their rivalry continues because Quincy Jones suggested to Michael Jackson, hey, listen, why doesn't Prince do a duet with you on the title track of Bad? Wanted him to duet. So Quincy says, so we invited Prince over to Michael's house. He came in and he had an overcoat on and he had a big white box labeled Camille. He called Michael Camille. Prince, it seems, had brought a gift for his host. The box had all sorts of stuff in it, some cufflinks with Tootsie Rolls on them. Michael was scared to death because he thought there was some voodoo in there. Quincy says, I wanted to take it because I knew Michael was going to throw it away. Then the interviewer asks, well, what happened to it? And Quincy says, Michael threw it away in the garbage. Okay, so then how did the conversation about the song go? So apparently they all sat at this table in Michael Jackson's house. It was a big family table that could hold 24 people. He says, Michael, you said sit over there so it doesn't feel like we're ganging up on him. And it started off funny. Michael said to Prince, I never been to Minneapolis. And Prince snapped back, it's Minneapolis. I think this is fascinating because yeah. like, who right. would have thought that at 85 years old, because Quincy's going to be 85 he, next month, he has this that detail. he would have been. But it's it, it's it's not just this story. And that's what I think is interesting, Elizabeth, is that now it's turned into Quincy Jones has a story for that. Like yeah. all of a sudden he's got a dish on this and there's other ones where but he's he, like, I didn't like the Beatles. Elvis, Elvis yeah. couldn't sing. Like now Quincy has turned into that. Oh, no. These I got a story for everybody. But the right. interviewer but they're all dead. What's interesting about that, Miss Shannon, I love that you bring that up because mm-hmm. the interviewer in this GQ magazine actually brings that up and says, you know, it seems like he has a story for everyone. But the reality is, is that he is not speaking in a name dropping way. He's speaking in a way that this is simply who he surrounded himself right. with. And It'd be I think like me being like, oh, my sister, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, well, here's something when he was talking about um, hanging out with Frank Sinatra. 
And he said, Frank was always trying to hook me up with Marilyn Monroe. Yes, he said Marilyn that. Marilyn had a chest that looked like Pears Man. And, then they, and the interviewer says, so do you turn down? Or, let's not talk about it. Come on, man. We killed it. You know. <laughs> I came up with the two wildest people on the planet, Ray Charles and Frank Sinatra. Come here's, on. Yeah. Here's what I think is interesting about this as well, is that this is what we always hope that old people do. Yeah. Like if you're 85. Yeah, yes. yeah, don't you want like every 85-year-old to star tell to tell every single story? Yeah. And the fact that he just was like, you know what, an avalanche of stories, yes. that is the best ever. Yes, I mean, Quincy, keep talking. It could all be Alzheimer's. I don't, and I shouldn't make fun of Alzheimer's. It could all be that he's just making stuff up. But you still, this is the best time of the year. I don't even think he is. I don't think he is either. He does Sudoku every night to keep his brain sharp. <laughs> he talks about that. He goes to bed at 10 a.m. And he wakes up in the afternoon, and that's when he continues to work. He said he's busier than he's ever he's been, been before. He's been sober for the last two years. Yes. Talk about his girlfriends. Oh, so his girlfriends. He has girlfriends in every country. He has, like, I think it is 12 girlfriends right now. Girlfriends all over the place. They all know about each other. And he spends time with them wherever he is. And he's just obsessed with women. But his daughters have said that he can't date anyone younger than them. So, like, I think the youngest one is 28. So he can't date anyone (laughs) younger than them. Well, Lori used to have those roles. (laughs) No one younger than her bonus son and no one older than her dad. Oh, I'm sorry. I said 12. I meant 22 girlfriends. I apologize. He says I have 22 girlfriends. It's a big world. He says I was married three times, was told not to marry actresses or singers. I ended up with two actresses and a superstar model. I didn't listen to all the advice. Wow. Yeah. This is the best. I this is I hope this is setting an you example know, for was, all the other old celebrities out there that when they turn 85, just dish everything. Just dish, just dish it. it before you die. And he yeah. was married, you know, with Peggy Lipton first yeah. and then Natasha Kinski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a supermodel. If you thought the vulture piece was great. This is so good. Yes, the GQ better. piece. Yes. <laughs> the interviewer also says he says the mother bleeper word yeah, 89 time. times in the conversation. Yeah. Wow. You have to edit that out. <laughs> I wonder what his, his daughter thinks about all this with oh, Rashida, the actress. I love Rashida. <laughs> Do I? I know. Thanks, Damn. girls. Oh, that was my whole dirt alert. It was so good. It was yeah, so exactly. good. We have arrived at that portion of the Friday program where we give you some picks. We call it Friday Picks. It's a brilliant name. <laughs> Lots of marketing come up with that. You like it when things are self-explanatory. You don't want to make people work too hard sometimes, no, Donnie. No, I don't. Well, Julia is with us. Julie, did you want to go first on Friday Picks? Oh, I would absolutely love to. Okay. Um, when Tad Walker was here earlier, he was talking about the um, St. Paul Winter Carnival. The 132nd St. Paul Winter Carnival is wrapping up. In St. Paul this weekend, and um, they are going to be having the uh, Torchlight Parade tomorrow at 5.30, and it's supposed to be really fun. And if you want to um, go to the Vulcan Snow Park, which is at the State Fairgrounds, they have ice sculptures there, they have slide for kids, and they're also going to have barstool races tonight. They're not going to take place tomorrow or Sunday, like they said. But tonight, that'd be kind of fun for yeah, something I else I love to the Winter Carnival because when people go, because oh, I grew up in Arizona and people think it's crazy that I moved here and I stayed here on purpose. Oh, right. And it's one of the things that I go, yeah, but we celebrate the fact that it's cold and these things. And, and you just right. champion the fact that our weather is cold sometimes, but it doesn't stop us. No. So it, I love the Winter Carnival. It doesn't. And of course, there is the torchlight mm-hmm. um, tonight, you know, the vigil for Arby's. <laughs> and which one is that again? I, at um, one thousand one hundred and sixteen 
It Lake is Street. The, it is the, we are in celebrating uptown. the yep. loss of the 47-year-old landmark. Yep. You can bring a candle. You can. And it might be kind of funny. <laughs> From 8 to 10 p.m. Right. at 1116 West Lake Street. <laughs> and the Price is Right Live is happening tonight at Mystic and tomorrow at Mystic as well, which would be kind of funny at 4 p.m. $20 and $30 tickets. And it's always fun to go out and miss, to Mystic and do oh, a little no. gambling, hang out and do a little bit of that. And then also for plays... Tuesdays with Maurice is just opened up in St. Paul. And, um, I, I, you know, that'd be kind of fun to see as a play, right? Brown paper tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check it out. Actually, it is just for the weekend at uh, the JCC and Cedar Lake Road in St. Louis Park. Okay. Yeah, based on the book, of course. Yep. Yeah. Which was a great book. It was a good book. Mitch okay. Album wrote what do you got, Donnie? A couple of four Donnie, if you Donnie. want to watch something. Uh, Julia, did you see A Bad Mom's Christmas? Nope. You didn't. Okay. Was, I never saw a bad mom. I think that was the sequel to the first bad Correct, mom right. movie. That I is... have the wine glasses at home, though. They gave out promotional wine glasses from both films, and the... I have both sets. Fantastic. <laughs> so, She's classy. You're just your class. I'm, you I'm, are just pure class. Classy Corn with a K. wine and a yes. bad mom's mm-hmm. Christmas wine yes. glass. <laughs> All right. It follows uh, this same premise as before. It follows the three underappreciated and overburdened women as they rebel against the challenges of the Super Bowl for Moms, which is Christmas. Good cast, uh, Kristen Bell, Mila Kunis, Christine Baranski, Susan Sarandon, Cheryl Hines, and the always funny Wanda Sykes. They are in that for something completely, completely different. Uh, Brad and I are both into the show a lot. It's on Netflix. Uh, It's called Babylon Berlin. Mm -hmm. 1929 Berlin. Uh, So this is before Hitler came to power, a good four years before he came to power. And it was pretty wild times in Berlin in 1929. They were going through a depression. It was the Jazz Age. And um, I guess I'd call it a crime series. There's something going on. They're trying to find a film, and there's a very important reason why they have to recover this film. We don't know exactly what it is yet, but I'm really enjoying it. You will have to read the subtitles. It's the most expensive um, television program that Germany has ever produced. It looks fabulous. The actors are all great. I'm finding the plot fascinating. Not for everybody necessarily, but worth checking out. Stick with it. Babylon Berlin Netflix. Oh, all right. Nice. All right. I'm not going to watch that. No, no I, it's not for you, Jim. No, but so many people you. love your picks, Donnie. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, that. they really do. They really, really do. All right. So it's it's the weekend, people. Um, you know, I don't have pickup lines for the weekend after the Super Bowl. Okay. So, wait, wait I want to talk about my pick, though. Some, oh, yes, tell us your yeah, pick. I'm I sorry, wa- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it just passed right over. I know. It's real quick, though, because there's a couple ones. So there's a couple, There's a geek thing in town. There's a couple of convert, uh, uh, conventions that are local versions of sci-fi fantasy conventions. So Harmonic Convergence is this weekend. You can get all that information. Harmcom is a great time. And uh, one of our fantastic um, designers is one of the uh, Samantha Ray, who many people saw this season on Project One Way. She's one of the guests of honor. So you can get all oh, that cool. information if you go to Convergence. Uh, and get the information there. But my good friend and very funny and talented comedian Jackie Cation is performing at the Acme Comedy Company this weekend. There are still tickets available. There's two shows tonight and two shows on Saturday. She's been on Conan and Comedy Central and everything else fantastic Fun. out there. And Jackie Cation's a great podcaster as well. She has a podcast called The Dork for Us because we were talking about podcasts earlier. Yes. So go see Jackie. She's fantastic, good people, and very funny. Did you just say The Dork Forest? Yes, Dork Forest Podcast is her I podcast. Love it. Yeah, I love it. Yes. 
Yes. Where's Acme again? Is this is, one in Uptown? That is the one that's in downtown Minneapolis okay, over in okay, North Loop Warehouse District. <laughs> Got it. Listen. <laughs> You're geographically challenged. Over on first. I'm really usually not, <laughs> yeah. Donnie. It's just, you know, I'm sitting in a different chair today. Okay, so, <laughs> so it is the weekend, and if you're single, you know, Valentine's, we were talking about Valentine's Day next week, but here are some, this study came out earlier in the week, and you may or may not have heard it, but these are, according to science, if you want to be more attractive this weekend and think you want to try and put yourself out there, here are some of the things that people from the opposite sex, I think this is goes both ways, okay. too. Find attractive, okay? Ready. If you want to put yourself... Number one is sense of humor. Oh, yeah. And this is... Women love men with a sense of humor. Yes. I I'm, don't know... Donnie, do you love women with a sense of humor? I'm, I'm you glad work you with asked. two nuts. No, I'm glad you asked. That is... That's always been a big attraction for me. It's uh-huh. a woman who can be silly and has a great sense of humor. So, absolutely. Okay. okay. Because that Good is... Know. Like, and then... Um, like, let me ask you this, Miss Shannon. Would yes. you... If a guy was a 10... Yes. And had maybe a personality of a four. And then you met a guy that was a two, but had a personality of a 10. I would go with the two. You would? Yeah. Okay. I think that, I mean, and I, I'd you know. let you have him be a five. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah. And I was about to say, I'm like, I very rarely have him be a two, flat out. But I've had that happen before. I'm like, this guy was really good looking, but he was just dumb and boring. And so it was sense no fun. Hu- sense of humor is But everything. being interesting is so much sexier. You know, like there's like that ups the game so much. Just be interesting. Mm-hmm. Apparently for guys, uh, women dig guys with beards, stubble, beards, anything. Mm-hmm. I like the stubble. Donnie, I'm sorry. Are you not attracted to men with beards? Because <laughs> Donnie's a, over there. I'm not attracted to. Well, no, because I, I you're not attracted have, to women with beards. I'm not actually. No. Okay. Fair so, enough. All right. That is but, good to know. Okay. I, I'm not the a mustache. stubble guy. I'm you a clean shaven a, guy. Well, I, I think that that has its place. I like. I find it very masculine to watch a man shave. I think there's something about it. But I'm not a full on beard lady though either. Like I don't like the big lumberjacky beard. They just like they, the David not, Letterman beard. Yeah, I'm not Santa. digging that at all. Yeah, Santa. I don't like the big or the big hipster beards that are out there right now. I'm not a big, but I like that in between. The in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think the it's kind of good. Yeah, I think that's kind of good. All right, socializing in groups. This is a big one. This is always a test of somebody if they can get along in a group without you. Yes. Because you don't want to have to take care of people. I like, I call it butterflying. I want them to float about and then land back near me. Mm-hmm. And then float about, you know, kind of thing. If I have to I go mean, over and talk to somebody else, that's right. cool. And you can make eye contact yes. across the room like, yep, I'm with you. I'm Walk with you. over every once in a while, kind of like touch my shoulder, maybe mm-hmm. rub, you know, a little brush down across the back so I know that we're, we're good. And then go on. I'm good. Right. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that's mm-hmm. a big one for, I think, both sexes. Being nice. I can't think of a worse turnoff than someone is mean to a wait staff on a date yes. or something oh, yes. like that. Just, just being kind, be opening kind. doors, being mm-hmm. nice, being nice. It is, it's hard to remember that you yes. have to remind people of that, but it's big. Financial responsibility doesn't mean you have to have a lot of money or anything. Just you, that's attractive to people. Just have everything handled. Just seem stable. I get that. Mm-hmm. Now, would this be something if you were in a in a starting a committed relationship and you're getting really committed and it might be time to move in together or something, would you want to run your dude's uh, fiscal score? His financial his FICO, score? FICO, FICO score? Or fiscal score. Yeah. To find out if he's fiscally responsible. I hadn't thought of that, but yes. I think so now. Isn't well, that then kinda... he should be running yours too. He can. But I didn't you can, say... I'll open up my app. 
He can look at mine. But I mean, I didn't even say that it wasn't even that. But I just want to ask you, would that be something at this stage in your life? Yes. You would want to know. Yes. Because I worked very hard to get to the the financially stable position that I'm in. And so, yeah, I want to make sure that there's somebody else there. Like, if I don't want to, you know, I've been, because I think especially after you've been divorced, where you go, I spent a lot of time going, okay, how did I handle this debt? What did I take care of? What's, you know, what's handled? You know, if I'm going to end up, and there's all these studies that as a woman, that a lot of times we end up with nothing when we're little old ladies. So I've been planning to make sure that I'm okay when I retire. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I want to make sure you're not sending me back. All right, Donnie, Mm -hmm. what do you think? Would you? I'm fine with it. You, you, Mm -hmm. no, but would you run a gal's? Well, if we, I mean, if we agree, then we both do it, not yeah. just one or the other. We mm-hmm. both, you, we're both going to run it. I'd like to know where you stand as much as you want to know. I think that's full disclosure. I, I agree with you, Don. Okay, so mm-hmm. those are all okay things, people. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, okay it's, to be nice and yeah. funny mm-hmm. and cute. cute. And apparently the pitch of your voice. The, What's the pitch preferred? Of your voice? Women with high pitch voices give off the impression of youth and even appear thinner. Mm. Oh, then I'm stuck. I always <laughs> there's I, no it's yeah, too late. I, don't, I disagree. With I that. always go back to Melanie Griffith. Oh God, I can't stand her voice. Her voice, my ex, he wouldn't go to a movie. That- I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. She was in oh, because she talked like this. Yeah, no, yeah. Back in the day. Okay. I mean, she has a high, and I think of David Beckham. Hi, I'm David. <laughs> never going to let that go. When I first met him, I met him, and it was before, it was the first time he came here with the LA team, the Galaxy or whatever. I thought I was going to die. I do think that vo- a voice does make a difference. Hi, I'm David Beckham. Okay. Like, I've noticed now that if you do the online dating thing, it does make a difference because at four, you would like, you got to talk so, to him. You, you got to talk to him. Exactly. Because there have been times you get on the first date and you're like, oh, no, <laughs> this isn't working Oops. at all. Right. <laughs> Mr. Bill, I, I don't right. want to date you. Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill. Right. I don't want to date you. No. I'm like, you look fine. You sound terrible. Right. Yes. See we'll be right back. Oh, no. I know. We've got favorite headlines. <laughs> I drive through the night just to be near you, baby. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Today, we're going to sing Borderline. Okay. Um, but we're not doing it yet. Miss um, <laughs> Shannon, thanks for filling in today for Lorene. Appreciate uh, it. Our favorite headline today is the shirtless Olympian from Tonga is back and the internet is on fire. <laughs> so two years ago, after making headlines with his ripped oil chest at the Summer Olympics <laughs> in the Rio Games, Tonga's flag bearer, Pita Tawa Fadafua, Um, is back, and so in the 2016 Summer Games, he was a Taekwondo dude. Yes. And now he's back as a cross-country skier from Tonga. (laughs) Sure he is. Which is fine. Which is hysterical. (laughs) That's like Jamaican bobsled team. I'm like, do it. Of course he made the team. I just love it. So he he marched in the Olympics at the opening ceremony, which is on NBC primetime tonight. Um, you can catch it. Skating is happening. Skiing, um, mobile freestyle skiing is happening. Yeah, I go to NBC, SN, the, their sports network. Yeah. They're showing a lot of stuff. They're showing a lot of stuff. I like his quotes. He's like, when you've got no snow, it's really hard to learn a snow sport. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we looked at different ways we could mimic being on snow with actu- without actually being on snow. Yes, Carpet do skiing. that, Tonga dude. It was yes. uh, 22 degrees in uh, yeah. Pyeongchang when he walked. And it's an Ouch. open stadium. That's not, that's downright balmy. I, it was 13 the other day and I felt like, wow, it's warm People again. polar plunge like that and they don't even care. Have yeah. you ever done that? Nope. I give them money. I would, my, my friends are like, we're gonna, you should. Nope. Here's my donation. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. No, I do lots of crazy things and I just, I tap I out on that one. That one I won't do. No. Me and, either. And at the end of every shower, I put the water in freezing cold. <laughs> just to it, practice? No, just, it closes your pores. <laughs> you know, I you're supposed do to do that, that for okay. your hair to save the color. All right. Someone All told right. me that years ago and I do that and I think, I, you know, I don't mind jumping in the lake when it's cold, but I just... In the summer, you okay. know, but yeah, I just, that plunge thing, nope. you just yeah. don't look attractive. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it's all about. No, but I mean, I would rather donate the money because right. like you jump in and you look silly yes. in the middle of the winter jumping in. T- yeah, I just, that one. That I, was, you know, I didn't even think about it that much. It just sounds painful and uncomfortable because I look silly most of my life. I don't care if I look silly. I so. do too, but I think you'd, oh dear, I couldn't do that one. I just <laughs> don't want to do that one. All right, so tonight, Donnie Curly McStubbles is on the, um, if you want to watch that, and that's new this year. Okay. I never had McStubbles. Yeah, McStubbles is new, yeah. Um, yeah. Men's snowboard, snow, snope style qualifying round. Um, Alpine skiing, men downhill, men's downhill. It's all happening. So. Okay. Yeah, that's on the sports network, not on the main ch- main NBC channel. All right, because the main stuff is going to be all of the. It's all the opening ceremony. Okay. Three hours of opening ceremonies. Three hours of walking. Dun, Three hours of walking. Dun. And <laughs> yes. didn't the Koreans come out to Gangnam Style? No, the U.S. came out to Gangnam Style. Oh, the style. U.S. in Korea came out to Gangnam <laughs> Style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Nice. What are some Duchess it- Kate will attend the, the BAFTAs, the British version of the Oscars. But the question is, will she wear all black in support of Time's Up? Well, yes. Yeah, I'm just going to say yes. So. Okay. It hides her tummy because she's so pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> well I, I hope she's doing it for the right reason. Yeah, not that's for that reason. But I mean, <laughs> not just, it's very slimming. <laughs> I like this movement. The movement is so flattering. <laughs> it looks so good. When it's, I blend in with the background. It's right. convenient. But I get to wear black. A very convenient movement they've started. Time's up. Yes. <sighs> Christy Brinkley. <laughs> on the best part of being 64 years old, not really caring about what other people think. Oh, that happens way before 64. Yeah, especially yeah, if you're Christy does. Brinkley. I'm presuming that she hasn't mm. cared in a while. No mm. kidding. Damn, she mm-hmm. looks good. Yes. She does indeed. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Garner's next project, she's coming back to TV in a comedy series for HBO from Lena Dunham. Okay, good so for her this, branching out. This sounds mm-hmm. fun. You know, I loved Alias. Yes. When it was first on, and she hasn't been back in TV since then, but this is going to be an eight-part. It's a limited series type of thing, and it's um, a couples go camping. Okay. And stuff happens while they're camping. Yeah. So it it sounds like a com- com- good. I'm curious It'll to see how she does comedy. this. It's going to be a comedy. So. She'll branch out. Oh gosh, it's time to sing. Oh, <laughs> oh, here we go. All Turn right. it up, everybody, right. and sing go. along. It's like 40 years ago this song came out. Jeez. Thirty, I think. Thirty. It can't right. be forty. Whatever. Seven hundred years ago this song came here out. Here we go. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 
8 billion miles driven by Leaf owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.